Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 83, where today we're going to learn about pay cards. So a pay card is like a prepaid credit card or a debit card. And you fund them the same way that you do a direct deposit into your employee's bank account. So the pay card provider issues the card, and then you send an ACH transaction to your bank. The cards are funded on payday, and employees have immediate access. Pay cards are a lot more convenient and safer than checks, and you don't have to worry about check distribution, lost checks, or account fraud. They're a great solution for employees who don't have a bank account, I mean, as an employee, I can't imagine trying to manage my financial affairs without at least a debit card. Paying your bills alone would be a huge pain. Pay cards are a great service, but it costs money to provide that service, and that's where employees and regulators have a problem with them. Most states won't let you mandate that your employees be paid by direct deposit or pay card. But most states require you to report and pay your payroll taxes electronically. You know, the state wants the convenience of electronic reporting and payment from you, but they deny you the convenience of electronic payment to your employees. Not only that, they're making pay card issuance more and more difficult to offer. In 2013, there was a class action lawsuit against McDonald's for requiring employees to accept payment by pay card. And one employee filed a lawsuit claiming that the fees caused her earnings to fall below minimum wage. The case was converted into a class action involving 2,380 employees and $1.2 million in damages. And the New York State Attorney General Eric Schneiderman published a report in 2014 about all the problems with pay cards. He said pay cards present serious problems for low-wage and limited English employees. He said that the fee information is confusing and it's buried in the agreement and fees are too expensive. He also said many employers who offer pay cards either don't offer payment by check or they highly discourage it. And so New York passed the Payroll Card Act, which goes into effect on March 7, 2017. So New York employers using pay cards will have to provide a description of available payment methods in the employee's preferred language. They'll have to provide a statement confirming that there won't be any charges for accessing the money on the card. And they'll have to provide a list of ATMs within a reasonable distance where the employee can use their pay card. And they have to provide a notice to the employee that they can opt out. Now, the new law also prohibits you or your pay card provider from charging for application or loading of the card, point-of-sale transactions, overdrafts, account inactivity, maintenance, accessing account information, including the balance, and six other items. And another important aspect of the new law is you'll need union approval if your employees are covered by a collective bargaining agreement that specifies the methods of payment. So that's New York. Now, on a federal level, Congress has assigned to the Federal Reserve Board 
responsibility for implementing certain laws that have to do with banking and financial activities, and the board implements those laws through regulations, which are part of the Code of Federal Regulations. Under Regulation E, you can't require your employee as a condition of employment to establish an account, which is what they're effectively doing when they sign up for a pay card. Now, you may require direct deposit of wages as long as your employee can choose the financial institution. Or you can limit the choice to just one specific financial institution as long as you offer payment in the form of a check or cash. So basically, that means that under federal law, you can't require your employees to be paid by electronic transfer to a payroll card account at a particular institution. Now, the American Payroll Association and the National Consumer Law Center published some guidelines for the selection and qualification of a payroll card program. And the guidelines say that employees must be able to access their wages, their full wages, in cash at least once per pay period without any fees. And employees must have a choice of wage payment method, i.e. pay card, direct deposit, cash, or check. And employees should know how to change their election if they want to. The card that you provide should be widely accepted. There should be a wide, convenient, surcharge-free ATM network. You must provide clear information and training on the use of the card and the fees. The funds in the payroll card account must have deposit insurance. Employee wages must be protected if the bank holding the funds becomes insolvent. So that means you should select a card program that is insured by the FDIC or the NCUA. And you should offer a card that doesn't provide overdraft protection or other embedded credit features because that can create a cycle of debt reliance. And finally, you don't want to select a card that pays you any kind of cash incentives. So that sort of sounds like the New York law, right? Now, these are all good things to have. They're common sense. And if I were an employee being provided a pay card by my employer, I would want those things. But in my experience and in my opinion, pay cards are more trouble than they're worth. And I know I said they're convenient, they're safe, they eliminate check distribution problems, and that's all true. But the communication and the training and the compliance and the enrollment, it's very time-consuming, much more time-consuming than just paying by check. And with the cost shifting that's taking place due to the passage of laws like the one in New York, you're going to end up paying those expenses. Now, pay cards are for the unbanked, and many of the unbanked don't want to be banked. According to the FDIC, in a 2015 survey, there are 9 million unbanked people. Now, they're unbanked because they either don't qualify for an account, or they're young and they don't understand how banks work, or they don't like banks and all the fees. I mean, the Wells Fargo shenanigans are a good example of why people don't like banks. Or they're non-residents and they're afraid of being, you know, on the radar. Mainly, I don't like getting involved with employees' financial affairs and being responsible for their banking just adds another potential for problems. You're not their mom or dad, and they need to take responsibility for their own financial management, for their own banking. So that's my take on pay cards. There you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. 
Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.